Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 63, June 10th, 2023. So glad you could make it. no rhyme or reason to speak of here in episode 63 but so I guess we'll just start with Krispy Kreme I uh I I'm a, a an employee of ETS educational testing service uh, for the college board and I get to read and score AP free response questions and for four years I did it for psychology, and then for the last two, I've been doing it for AP government, and I've been doing it just at home here remotely. The the people for psychology, they go to Tampa, and I did that for two years, um, and then I did remote for two years, and I've done remote both years for government, but they, they read in Salt Lake City, and, and that might be cool to do one of these days, but one of the things they did this year for the remote people was give us a $30 um, what do you say? Uber Eats voucher. And so that was pretty cool. And and we don't really have a whole, I don't know, maybe you could do Uber Eats around here, but we uh, just went to the beach, uh, the family, the Gucci fam, and we used our $30 or, or the $30 Uber Eats to get a delivery from Krispy Kreme. We got a, a dozen, a couple, I think that were what raspberry filled, maybe one with some sprinkles, even though Sid was disappointed that there were only like 12 sprinkles on the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, the rest, we just got the standard chocolate covered, you know, glazed. Like I try to tell the kids, man, when I was at Crest Middle School, they they sold those. I mean, they were days old. They weren't great, but I got one of those things every day. Um, take that, Michelle Obama. But um, those Krispy Kreme donuts, I don't eat a lot of donuts anymore. Um, but the Krispy Kreme with the chocolate glaze type stuff on the top, those are amazing. They just really are amazing and they go really well with coffee. Turns out coffee and donuts are a good pair. Uh, who knew? I got a couple of those. So I ate a couple of those down at the beach and, um, and milkshakes are another thing like milkshakes, ice cream in general, but milkshakes, man, like. I just, I can't stop. Like, I can't, I just devour the milkshake. And this one was, it wasn't even, what was it? It wasn't even real ice cream. It wasn't, it was custard or something like that. I don't know. But it was vanilla and it was creamy and it was had some caramel in it. And oh my God, it was so good. This next one doesn't seem maybe to fit quite as much, but... I don't eat cereal much anymore either, but down at the beach, I had some mini wheats and these are the ones that are in the orange box and they're like already chopped up for you because those of you who are young, and I think, I don't know how many older folks there are old like me, you know, dad is old, you know, listening to the podcast, but mini wheats used to be like a bigger, a bigger thing, like. I'm saying that the the mini wheat itself was what two and a half inches long and maybe an 
an inch wide. Is that is that crazy? I think that's true. So that they would totally get soggy before you finished. And you had to eat them and chop them up in half. And so now they've just done that for you anyway. But the box was red. And, but man, in many weeks, they're, they're good. You know, but it's one of those things where now that I don't eat a whole bunch of process type whatever ingredients are in cereals, you know, to keep them fresh and to keep that frosting on there. Like I can taste that stuff on my tongue now, the aftertaste. So I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. I don't necessarily get these at the beach. I get these at Hannah's. I'm sure I've talked about them a million times, but scones, man, I, I, wow. Like blueberry scones, chocolate chip scones. Just, mm, I, I really enjoy those. And I was getting one of those, Pretty much every day, because somehow I guess I had talked myself into the fact that scones were healthier than something else, like healthier than muffins or something, but mm, so good. All these things obviously have sugar in common, but there's nothing like cookies. And the yellow tube cookies, ah, those, I don't know, Toll House, the yellow tube ones, those are okay, and I will eat them, and I will not stop eating them. But the, the blue tube, which I think is Pillsbury. I mean, those things are just out of this world. And it, I I can't. I mean, I'm an addictive person. And, and I've overcome a lot of, you know, things that I have been addicted to personality-wise, whatever. Like a, a bunch of different types of stuff. But I can't beat that one. I can't beat the Bluetooth cookies. I mean, if those things are made, I'm going to eat five or six of them right now. And then I'm going to go looking for them the next day. And if there's four left, I'm going to eat them all. And I will just binge them. I, I, they're so good. They are so good. All, all that leading to the fact that this is now day two of the, uh, the workout slash diet plan. Um, my, uh, my shirts are getting smaller for some reason. And so I've got to drop back down a little bit. And so I'm getting back into the workout style and cutting all these sugar things out. I'm a 30 days is what I'm talking about. I just want to get back to a nice baseline and then maintain from there. But uh, my lats are definitely sore. I did push-ups for the first time in a good while. Uh, Sid and Isaac, they got their workout plan going as well. I might have to talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, so those are five things that that I love so much about sugar and then the workout diet plan. The, the next things are five places, but then there's another thing. It, it, I've, I've lived here in this town in Boiling Springs, the town of which I am now the mayor, um, as wild as that still seems to me. For I've lived here almost all my whole life. And I went to Davidson for mm, almost a year. And I lived in Statesville, Sarah and I lived in Statesville for a year or so, uh, maybe two years, I guess, um, right after we got married. And then we moved back down here. So just for almost all of my 45 years, I've been in Boiling Springs. But I do think about moving other places sometimes. And I wonder what living somewhere else would be like, like picking up, going somewhere else and starting over completely, like with a whole group of different folks. and. I've always fantasized about living at the beach. And so Wrightsville Beach, which is where we just went, it, it's just got a special place for me. And I just, I don't know. It's just a cool, chill vibe. Even though it's grown up so much as everything has in the past 30 years, like 
I love it. And there are, there are times once in a while over the past 20 year career that I've had teaching that I'll go on and look and see if there are jobs, you know, in New Hanover or whatever. And Riceville beach is a thing. If we want to just get real crazy, then maybe on the other side. And, and, and I think living on the Oregon coast would be sweet. Um, I've driven down there. We stayed a night or two, so I don't know much about it, but I bet it would be. Or somewhere in the Rockies. I think Denver, but I wouldn't want to be like right in the city. I'm not a city guy. But to be able to see those peaks and to be able to hike those peaks, you know, to live out there in the big sky area, you know, wherever it is, Colorado, maybe, you know, maybe even up into Wyoming or Montana, but I'm thinking more Colorado. A place that I have not ever been. I've been to most of the states. I, I've, I bet I've been to three-fourths of the states. But I've never been up northeast. I've never been to – I went to Massachusetts. I went to Boston. Um, I've been to New York, you know, but, but you know, that, that Maine, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Vermont. And so I got Vermont on here as maybe a place I would want to live. Um, and then, and then the, the fifth one is, is Virginia beach, not only because the beach, but also because of the history that's right around, you know, like Jamestown and, um, you know, all that Revolutionary War type stuff, Yorktown is right around. So anyway, I, I don't think I, I'm going to move. I, I, I'm mayor for at least two more years, and my kids got four years left in high school, and I've got 10 years left to retire here and all that, but maybe. But then there are things like this that happen. You know, yesterday at 4.59, no joke, I noticed in the 2022 Camry that the right back t- tire was was going down because it alert shift those types of things. And so I, I was going to put some air in it. When I went to put air in it, I saw that, that I had driven over a screw. I still wonder if it was one of those that came off my roof when they redid my roof. But anyway, I thought I got all those up, wherever it was. Um, but it's 4.59 on a Friday, and I went to the local automotive shop, White Automotive. Charles is our guy. He's been our guy since... I've been little. I mean, in fact, I talked to him yesterday. He's been dealing with my dad for 50 years. And I I drove up at five o'clock. I mean, it's quitting time on a Friday. And I asked the guys like, all right, here's the deal. And they're like, well, let's see if we can fix it for you. And the guy's fixing up my tire, jacks it up, you know, pulls the thing out, plugs it up. And I'm talking to Charles. And Charles, who's the owner of the place, Charles White, White Automotive, and he's asking about my dad, like that's what he's asking about. Not not worried at all about 4.59 on a Friday. You know, not worried about anything other than asking about my dad and telling me stories and telling me about how tough it was when he lost his dad and reminding me that, you know what, I'm not the only one around here. <laughs> I just sometimes forget. I just sometimes forget that the things that I go through, you go through too. This is what we do. We have a shared humanity. This is the human condition. And that was good for me to to hear from him. And then, of course, after after it was done, I was like, well, what can I pay you? And I don't think they were going to let me pay him anything. And I'm like, ah, I'll make about $5. That's it, about $5. And I was like, well, all I got is my credit card. So make it 10 you know? And he said, ah, make it 5 Cash won't be a thing anymore much longer, will it? You know, and these are the types of conversations that we had, which, you know, makes me think I do love living in this small town.
But anyway, Donald Trump. Well, if you've listened to any of the 62 episodes previously, you know I don't do politics much here, and I don't really aim to here. Um, This is more about wrestling, really, than anything. Um, I, I don't know where you come down on all this kind of stuff. I just, I hope you recognize the gravity of this whole thing. Um, the federal charges and I mean, like a former president running for reelection leading by a lot at this, at this point. And I mean, people have led by a lot at this point in the primaries and not won many times. So, you know, but still a very popular figure poised to gain the Republican nomination again, being charged by the government of his potential rival. I mean, that is, that's some grave stuff. And, and, and I don't hear anything with that. I'm not talking about the the validity of the charges or the invalidity of the charges. I don't want to do politics here. What I'm saying is I, I hope you recognize that this is a real thing. I know that what we do is we make memes and the, the bed bath and beyond is the best one so far for where I've, that I've seen. Um, I know that we try to laugh this stuff off, and I know that we hate each other a lot. Um, and that's kind of where this gets into is that I was watching this documentary, uh, uh, it's like WWE or in you know WCW wrestling back in the day. I mean, when it was like the Hulk Hogan, you know, Hulk Hogan turned bad, and they ended up with this thing called the NWO, the New World Order. And because all, for all of wrestling, like you had good guys and bad guys, and that's just the way that it was. And, you know, the four horsemen were kind of the bad guys. And say so then you had Magnum TA and Dusty Rhodes, and that's the kind of stuff that I grew up on. You know, you had Hacksaw Jim Duggan waving around his American flag coming to beat the Iron Sheik, who uh, just passed away, I think, the day or two ago. You had all this kinds of stuff. You had good and bad, and it was that, it was that easy. But, but then with the NWO, what they were saying was that this was kind of the rise of You've got bad guys doing bad things, and now the crowd's cheering them. And then you end up with this whole other kind of plot with this guy, Sting, who turns into the Raven, basically, and becomes the anti-hero. Which leads into things like, you know, they're talking about, like, then you see movies like Fight Club, you see movies such as that where, the, where you have this anti-hero. But, but maybe that's where our culture began to change because certainly we do see bad guys doing bad things and then we cheer for them now. Anyway, something to think about, but definitely NWO for life. I asked my son, Sam, uh, while we were walking out to the beach this week, you know, on a scale of one to 10, um, how ready was he to go back up to Boone, go back to App State? And I, I said, well, how about if, you know, at the very end, you were, you were one, you were ready to come home. And so that's where we're starting. He's like seven. And and that, you know, made me glad. He he revised his statement. He's like, well, let's make it a six because really I was never at a one. I was ready to come home and, and, and for a bit, but I wasn't like all the way wanting to leave. Boom. And and it, it made me glad. There's a, a word that I heard is like this idea of launching. You know, we 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 raise up these kids, man. We raise them up. And now it's his turn to take off. And so I'm glad, like, I'm glad I, I, I want him to be here. I love him. Of course, like been my guy for almost 20 years, 19 and a half. But to see him ready to get back up there on his own and do his thing and to make his mark 
Yeah, I like that. And I like to see my other two kids getting stronger. I like to see them doing workout plans. You know, I like to see Sydney listening to Isaac, her younger brother, teach her how to do weights so that she can get stronger, so that she can hit her serve faster to get ready for for tennis. You know, I like to see them learning this type of independence and 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 launching. It, it makes me it makes me really glad. I understand the people who say time slow down. I, I get it. I get it. I like looking back at those baby pictures. But man, to see these people becoming adults to becoming like wow, it's really cool. It's really cool. So uh part of the reason maybe why this is random, uh random episode today. Uh, but but I have I have no new books to read. Uh, well, let me rephrase. I've got a big stack of books that are sitting in here waiting. Um, I got a whole bunch of stacks of stuff all over the place because I've got grand plans in the summer. I like to I like to get in and and reorganize and clean and and do some stuff. But that's all still sitting around. I haven't done much of anything um, because I've been grading. Uh, AP government exams, as I mentioned earlier, and I've been logged on for almost 90 hours now, over 90 hours. And I've read almost a thousand of these things. Now, typically when I read these, they're shorter responses. And so I can click through them and there are patterns to them. But the the one I got this year, and I can't, you know, give away any secrets or anything, but um, I got the argumentative essay this year, which requires a thesis statement and the way that we're having to read it this year is that the thesis can be split. In other words, they can write up a bunch of random stuff, put one thing at the beginning of the whole thing, and then say the right words at the end, and that gives them the thesis point. But then that unlocks the rest of the points. And so it's tedious. You have to read the whole thing and then go back and reread and fill in to see how many points they get out of six. And uh, But it's cool. I mean, I'm getting paid. Uh, to do this. And uh, I enjoy it. It's definitely going to help me to teach these argumentative essays to my AP government kids next year. Um, I'll definitely have a leg up on exactly how the scoring works. Um, But uh, I do enjoy it. It's the type of puzzle that I enjoy. Uh, And so um, there's a whole nother week of it. There's a whole nother week of it. So I'm going to keep getting paid. I'm going to finish this up here in just a second and then head over to Hannah's coffee shop and probably put on a 45 minute tweezer jam and, and grade and get caught up. I did try to find out what a French breakfast would be when Wimbledon happens in July, we will have strawberries and cream here because that's what we do. We're a tennis, we're tennis people and we enjoy watching the tennis and we like to do the thing. And so for tomorrow, Djokovic is going for history um, in terms of winning majors and he's playing Casper Rude. And, um, I was trying, all right, well, what kind of things could we have for French breakfast? I mean, there's French toast and all probably we'll just end up with a croissant, maybe a crepe, but like the French put radishes on their eggs and stuff. Like, that's a thing that they do. I'm not going for that. But anyway, the, the Roland Garros tennis tournament in Paris has been, has been really awesome. And, uh, Djokovic, Iga Swiatek won. Today, her fourth, and Novak goes against Rude tomorrow. Uh, Oklahoma won the softball, and really, I was for Tennessee because Tennessee had a freshman pitcher named Carlin. Ooh, I should have looked it up. Carlin Pickens, I'm pretty sure. And 
what's cool about that is that last year at about this time, Carlin Pickens was pitching for Buncombe County and they played Crest, my school, in like the third or fourth round of the state playoffs and beat us in 13 innings because they had Carlin Pickens and we couldn't really get a hit. She was pitching. And now she's pitching for Tennessee in the College World Series. That was cool. Sometime next week, the Bob Ross starter pack will arrive. Isaac is going to try his hand at the um, oil painting, wet on wet technique of the legendary Bob Ross. Of course, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. Um, we've got him a palette and a nice bucket to, you know, if you know anything about Bob Ross, you got to beat the devil out of that thing when you when you clean your brush. Um, the paint and the easel and all that stuff will come. Yeah, the the, the liquid white and the what what is it? Uh, yellow ochre and all the different types of uh, colors. If you've ever watched, hopefully you've watched Bob Ross. But I'm excited to see um, Isaac try his hand and paint some mountains and stuff like that. Just a couple more things for you today. I I I had Sydney text me a couple of things on the way down to the beach to because I, I usually just write these things down in my notes. But since I was riding uh, driving, uh, ask her to to send me these things. One of them, it made me think of it because there was a billboard that says Ladybug Family Restaurant. And she's like, ooh, why would anybody want to eat at the Ladybug Family Restaurant? And I just thought that was funny because wherever you put the pause, you know, is it the Ladybug Family Restaurant or is it the Ladybug Family Restaurant? And I don't know. I don't know. But I asked her to, to text me smiling Pastor Wade because there is... Um, a pastor that 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 is a uh, that that um, preaches and and pastors in Boiling Springs at a church called Green Bethel, and he's been a pivotal part in starting up this thing called the Community Garden because he wanted to see different generations of people working together and to learn how to do and grow fresh food, and that's been a really cool thing that he began. Um, and and Pastor Wallace, man, he's like. Uh, he's it's the it, it's the black church in our town um our population of black folks is not very high and, and so it's it's the only uh, predominantly african-american church that we have um but but man i the, the thing i, I want to try to explain to you about him is that when he says the prayer at the beginning or when he says he reads a scripture um like it as soon as he begins to read it at the beginning of one of these community garden meetings, he just gets that overwhelming giant smile on his face. You know, like he, it just overwhelms him and overcomes him because he begins to read about like that. We get to be the servants or whatever that, that, that we get to be the ones to sow the seeds or something like that. I, I forget exactly what the specific verse was, but it, it becomes him, you know, and, and that's the type of, of leadership that's the type of embodiment of of the gospel that inspires me um, we got too much wheeling and dealing going on in too many churches but anyway like i said i don't try to get into politics and i wish churches did quite as much at least anyway that version of it but smiling pastor wade man what a what a guy so we we did we crossed two thousand downloads um this week and so i don't know what two thousand divided by 62 is but somewhere around 35 or something, probably around there on average per episode. And that's just pretty, it's just pretty cool, man. I really appreciate y'all. I mean, what do we even talk about here? 
You know, we talk about MySpace surveys. I'm sure I told you I listen to fish once in a while. Um, music and, and, and I appreciate you going with me through my journey to my dark places, you know, my tea time with Mara and, and, and working through the struggles that I have and the different, you know, trials and, and, and whatever, you know, doubts. And I appreciate you listening to me and I I appreciate the feedback that I get from some of you. And, and, and I don't know who all of you are. Um, so I don't know if it's like the same 30 people that are listening each week or if it's just a, a mixture of, of here and there. Maybe it's like six or seven people, but whatever. Um, this is fun for me. Um, and, and I'll keep trying to come up with things to to discuss and to talk about that maybe keeps you somewhat entertained and maybe not so much babbly as this week. But but I just wanted to, to say 2000. Um, over is, is pretty cool. And, you know, speaking of going through my, my struggles and, and, and therapy sessions and stuff like that is, you know, I, I mentioned this a couple of maybe last week, but that sometimes I feel as though my mortality is a huge letdown, <laughs> like that I'm letting other people down because I might get sick and die, that I will get sick and die, you know, in, in some shape or another. And that, that I feel like I'm, I'm going to let people down, but but what are the revelations that I have have come to over the past couple of days? Is that you know what, uh, my kids are strong, my my family, my wife is strong, and yeah, I mean, there's going to be sadness, and there's going to be times where we fall to pieces, where we're overwhelmed with those so-called negative emotions but also know that those things make us stronger and they make us better and they help us to see the light brighter i believe those things you know and so i'm just proud of of the i'm proud of the way that they are getting stronger physically and spiritually in all the ways um and i'm i'm proud of myself for getting stronger to be able to believe that Here's a text I, I sent to him at the beach. I, I sometimes give a family speech, you know, or something like that, but we have a thread. So I just sent it this way. Uh, and I, uh, kind of my year ending, you know, summer beginning, hey, family speech. And it says, I, I'm not much on church and all that, as you know, but there is no doubt but that there is a grace too powerful to name. The tides come in and go out. They do. And we get to see you all grow and become and be who you are. You are ours. We are each other's. And our tides come in and go out, choppy and smooth and sometimes filled with sea straw sticks. There is this graceful balance. I don't find it often, but it's there. A balance between me being completely me and yet giving all that I am to you. Not judging and trusting that you don't judge me, or at least being comfortable in knowing I'm doing the best I can and trusting you are too. Although you can do whatever, and I'll still be overflowing with that grace that you bring to me. The amount of truth in Pop saying what he's always said that it ain't nothing but a thing, it'll be all right. 
The amount of truth and grace contained in that sentiment is more numerous than all the grains of sands on all the beaches, deeper and wider than the than all the oceans. We can be, we can rest, we can live, we can, because we belong to each other. We belong to that grace. I love you all more than anything, even more than my best rhymes on the beach by the berm, no matter what. So this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Token of Hope, the Magic Rock Times Two, the Rope of Revolution, and the Wall of Belief. The Wall of Belief. That's a good one. Don't forget, remember who you are. Nothing divine is desperate. I hope all circumstances serve to awaken compassion. And as you go, teach peace. Because there's so much anger and division and brokenness and name-calling and aggression and overreaction. So much labeling the other so that we can feel safer and stronger in our own position. So teach peace. Lean on that wall of belief. Don't forget to believe and be live. Peace, my friends.